1: a service of Salem Media Group.
2: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Bipartisan border security talks have stalled, raising the possibility of another partial government shutdown at week's end. Republican Senator Richard Shelby says the talks hit a brick wall when Democrats targeted the number of illegal immigrants that can be detained. They want a cap on them. We don't want a cap on that. Shelby on Fox News Sunday President Trump will take his case for a border wall to Texas later today. The president will hold a rally in the border town of El Paso, Texas. Denver teachers are on strike for the first time in 25 years. This after failed negotiations with the school district over base pay. Schools are open, though. They're staffed by administrators and substitutes. Stocks are higher on Wall Street right now. The Dow is up about 20 points. The S&P better by 4. And the NASDAQ currently up 17 points. This is SRN News.
1: February is American Heart Month. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 610,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. That's one in four deaths. Your lifestyle choices can increase your risk for heart disease and heart attack. To reduce your risk, your doctor may recommend changes to your lifestyle. To learn more about potential risk factors and healthy lifestyle changes, visit CDC.gov. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570.
3: I'm Lee Michaels here on Wellness 1570. If you've got a smart speaker, it's pretty easy to tune us in. If you've got an Amazon Echo dot or spot. You say, hey Alexa, enable Wellness Radio Minneapolis. And then whenever you want to tune in, you can just say, hey Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Even if you've got friends who don't live in the area, they can... Listen to all the great programs we have. Here, like Like It Matters Radio with us next from the Eagle Wellness Studios today, mostly cloudy and twenty four. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard.
4: The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country. was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed wing aircraft.
3: To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This is a National health care Alert from the Health Hotline. If you have severe knee or back pain and you have Medicare or private insurance, we have great news. Finally, there's a way to reduce your pain without surgery or taking medications. Call us today and learn how you can qualify to get a pain-relieving knee or back brace at little or no cost to you. We'll even ship your brace for free. If you have excruciating knee or back pain and you have Medicare or private insurance, don't wait. You may qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving, nearly invisible knee or back brace at little or no cost to you. I've used one, they're comfortable, and they work, and we guarantee your happiness. So call right now and get yours. I promise, we're here to take your call. Thank you. 800-296-1259.
5: 296 1259 That's 800-296-1259.
0: My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a, a neurologist is to evaluate as precisely as possible the cause The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. Individuals calling the office are often concerned with what plans we participate with. I have elected to abandon participation in all network plans. The reason is that it gives me liberty to provide our patients what they need, not what the insurance company tells me I'm allowed to provide. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through com. Again, northstarfpaincare.com.
2: The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or
5: its
3: management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired?
6: You're Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about burn the boats. This is not a show about the resistance. No, I'm not telling you just because you hate the guy in the White House to burn the boats. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about living your life as if there's only one way to go. What a concept, right? To living your life, to be totally committed to uh, draw that line in the sand, to know that there's no turning back, to know that there's only one way out, and that's forward, to give it everything you got because there's only one direction to go into. That focus, that laser beam is what is lacking in most of today's world. I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't happen a lot. We seem to have a world of quitters, uh, a world of people just going through the motions, completing tasks, just giving 60%, 70 80%. And we always got an excuse. We always have a reason out. We always have an alternate path that we can take. Uh, so I, I've noticed this. You know, I, I work pretty deeply with people. If you don't know what I do, go to likeitmatters.net. Like it LikeItMatters.net, you'll see what we do. And, you know, I'm freshly off of a class in Sacramento, California. It was our last Leadership Awakening of the Year. Class number, or team number, I should say, 193. And on yesterday's show, we got a chance to hear uh, from some of those uh, great team members. And tune in next week because uh, we'll have a couple shows next re- week where we have a few of the people join us. But, you know, I see the, the, the world is full of quitters. People who are going through the, the their life, you know, half-hearted. Uh, my uh, my dad used to call it half something else. It was a body part, but it wasn't your heart. And it was usually the thing that you sat on, your your posterior, your derriere. He called, would call it half-blanked, uh, you know, like a donkey. E-aw, but it's really half-hearted because people always have an excuse. People always have a reason out. Uh, a reason, a different direction they could go in, a different uh, point of pursuit, if you will. And sometimes, you know, we got to live our life like there's no going backwards. We got to burn the boats. We got to burn the bridges. We got to draw a line in the sand. Whatever the metaphor, whatever the analogy, whatever you have an analogous to, you need to have a mindset where sometimes there's only one way and that's forward. That's why I love this poem called Don't Quit. I don't know who wrote it, but it's a great poem. It says, when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and when you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and its turns at every as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a fellow turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, through the, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than, it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up what he might have captured the victor's cups. And he learned too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out the silver tint in the clouds of doubt And you never can tell how close you are It might be near when it seems so far So stick to the fight when your heart is hit It's when things seem worse that you must not quit And the poem by jo- Jacob Reyes says Look at the stonecutter hammering away at his rock Perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it Yet at the hundred and first blow it will split in two and I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before it. You now sometimes we need to frame things in our mind's eye where there's a point of no return, and that's what all these sayings about burn the boats, burn the bridges, draw a line in the sand, it's really about a point of no return. It's about crossing over that point and saying, you know what, I'm not going backwards, I'm not going back to that old me, I'm not going back to my old ways, I'm not going back to my old patterns. I'm going to go that way no matter what the outcome is, no matter where it is, because uh, the past is no longer an option. You know, it's a poem I was reading a, a couple of days ago about the point of no return, and I don't remember who wrote it. But there's uh, the beginning starts off so apropos. He says, all in or all out, make a decision. Is this what you want or only what you thought you wanted? It looks so shiny from over there. But now up close, there appears to be tarnish. Funny how that works out all too often. And that's really what happens. We get buyer's remorse. We get commitment remorse. You know, we get in a low point when we're in a pain or disappointment or our spouse is angry at us or the kids are acting up. And we realize that, you know, what we're doing is not working And when the pain is so great, when the uncomfortableness is so great, we make these decisions that we're going to do something different. We're going to change our ways. We're not going back. And in that pain and in that uncomfortableness of the moment, we are so dedicated. But then the pain goes away or we realize we kind of overreacted or maybe, quote, things aren't as bad as we thought they were. And so we go back to the good enough, so we go back to the half-hearted, so we go back to the way things were until that again gets to us a month, a six months, a year later, and then we go back to this place again, well, I can't live this way anymore because the pain's too great, because it's too uncomfortable. And then after a little while, it gets comfortable again, and we forget about it. That's why there's got to be some times where we decide that there's only one way forward. And that's where the phrase called burn the boats comes from or the bridges. Uh, matter of fact, Sun Tzu, uh, the art of, word, art of war. Matter of fact, Sun Tzu, I got this off the internet, is a horrific title bestowed upon uh, Sun Wu, the author of The Art of War, an immensely influential ancient Chinese book on military strategy. Sun Tzu believed in the use of the military sciences to affect outcomes that would result in peace. Interesting. So here's a quote. He says, when your army has crossed the border, you should burn your boats and bridges in order to make it clear to everybody that you have no hankering after home. That's such a great way to put it. And I found this on a a website uh, by Travis Robertson. He's a a coach. He says, in 1519, Captain Hernan Cortez landed in Veracruz to begin uh, his great conquest. Upon arriving, he gave the order to his men to burn the ships. As I imagined it, he wrote, someone then laughed, and Cortez promptly thrust his sword in the man's chest, after which the rest proceeded to get hammered on rum by the glow of the blaze. And he said, here's the lesson. Retreat is easy when you have the option. Let that ruminate in your brain for a moment. We all cling to something that acts as our escape hatch, as our exit strategy in the negative connotation. It's our safety net, our, quote, just in case. Just in case what we fail to do is honestly complete that sentence. Just in case. We lie to ourselves. If we were honest, we would say, this is my safety net, just in case I get scared. We postpone action until we no longer feel fear. Either that or our actions are shallow attempts, never designed to succeed. In reality, we must learn to act decisively in spite of our fear. And then he goes on to say in this article, burning things that make sense. That doesn't make sense. We love that phrase. We love to hide behind it. We tell ourselves that certain things don't make sense. It would have to made sense for Cortez to keep a ship or two, if not his entire fleet. But Cortez was on a mission and he knew that the only way to keep himself or his men from quitting on the mission was to take that option off the table. What Cortez did was force himself and his men to either succeed or die. Retreat was not an option. I believe that to truly achieve this level of success we each desire, there are times when we need to burn the ships. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about burning the boats. We're talking about being so committed to something, no matter how strange what you're going through, that you're not going backwards.
4: that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life.
1: Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. What
7: do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
2: You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and Western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships.
1: That's wayofwarrior.blog.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about burn the boats. You know, I had an incredible class over the weekend in Sacramento, California. We had 22 people in that classroom with us. We had 17 uh, team members uh, for Team 193, and then we had five staff, including myself. And uh, I am amazed uh, at what takes place in our training. I've been doing this for over 25 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net to read about it and just amazed at the level of growth that takes place in two and a half days. It's technically impossible, technically impossible. And even though I provide the same environment and everybody comes in there with the same opportunity, some people excel and some people just do good enough, good enough to get by, good enough not to get kicked out, good enough uh, to get something out of it, good enough to go home change. But some people truly commit everything they've got 100% heart, body, and soul, and it forever changes their life. And it's interesting because I'm doing the same thing to everybody. And yet, some people, it changes their life forever, and some people, it makes them a little bit better, and some people, it changes their life for a little while, and then they get back into old norms. But think about this. If I'm doing the same thing to everybody, then why the different outcomes? Because again, people don't respond to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. We're not actually responding to what is happening. We're responding to what we believe is happening. See, we have this known world, our belief systems, our comfort zone. It's kind of like the uh, maps of antiquity. If you look back in the old days when we thought the world was, was flat, you'd see the known world. Uh, and then outside of it, you'd see that dreaded sea serpent, the, uh, the you know what looks like the Loch Ness monster to some of us. And if you know Latin, it says there might be dragons. Because we have our known world, we have our known possibilities, we have what we call our belief systems. And here's the key. If you don't think something is possible, you'll act as if it's not. It really all starts with a belief system. Everything we do or do not do starts with a belief system. And when we believe there's always an excuse, there's always a way out. Uh there's always a reason why we don't accomplish things. And you know, in dealing deeply with people over twenty five plus years Early on, I used to think that people were looking for a reason why. Uh, That's not true at all. People aren't looking for a reason why. You know what they're actually looking for? They're looking for a reason why not. They're looking for a reason why not. You know, like Billy Graham told us years ago that uh, Christians do more to scare people away from God than anything the devil could ever do. Because you know why? Because Christians give people a reason why not. I don't want to be like that. This is why I won't follow God. This is why I won't follow God. Now, some of it's their flesh. Some of it's their own insecurities. Some of it is because they want to be their own God. They want to call their own shots. But for some people, it's because they saw another person who's espousing these beliefs of God, and they're seeing them live their life, and they're saying, if that's what it means to be a child of God, I ain't interested. And so you got to know, sometimes you got to, it's a mind game. Sometimes you got to set yourself up mentally uh, to know that there's only one way because sometimes when we have an option, we get confused. And when we remove all confusion, when we remove all doubt, when we remove the opportunity to play the victim, you know, why does this always happen to me? Why is life not so fair? Why don't I get all the other breaks that everybody, get, everybody else gets? Why is this so hard? When we stop doing all that crap, And we burn the boats. In other words, that we make it so there's no way backwards, that there's no, there's the point of no return. You know, we talk a lot about a line in the sand. It's a similar metaphor, uh, but it has two different meanings. You know, when you talk about a line in the sand, you know, the definition of that is to set a limit beyond which someone cannot go without suffering serious consequences. Matter of fact, in the line of sand, a line in the sand, according to Wikipedia, The first meaning is a point, physical, decisional, etc., beyond which one will proceed no farther. An example would be a person who might agree to visit a bar with his friends but will go no further, i.e. not partake in drinking alcohol. However, what I want to focus on is the second meaning of that line in the sand. And the second meaning is that a point beyond which once the decision to go beyond it is made, that decision and its resulting consequences are permanently decided and irreversible. That's what I mean, the up until now moment, to draw that line in the sand. And those of us in the U.S., especially those of us in Texas, has a little different meaning to it. The phrase is most commonly associated with Texas history surrounding the Battle of the Alamo. Remember the Alamo? As it's attributed to Colonel William Travis, commander of the Alamo Defense Forces, in the waning days of the battle, somewhere uh, during uh, between March third and March fifth, eighteen thirty-six, Mexican General Antonio Lopez de Santa Anna, having the Alamo completely surrounded, Santa Ana sent a messenger to Travis demanding surrender, or else he said, "quote Everyone in the compound would die." According to the legend, Travis called the Alamo defenders together, explained that defeat was almost certain, and read the letter of surrender from Santa Ana. Travis then, having chosen to die period instead of surrender, reportedly pulled his battle sword, used it to draw a line in the sand of the Alamo, and asked for volunteers to cross over the line and join him, understanding that their decision would be irreversible. The legend states that all but one of the defenders, including Jim Bowie and Davy Crockett, joined Travis on his side of the line. Moses rose was the only defender choosing to leave the compound. Travis then responded to Santa Ana's letter with cannon fire, whereupon Santa Ana replied by playing, I'm not sure what the song is, El Diguelo. El (laughs) Diguelo. So that's what I mean. And that's what we mean in Leadership Awakening. In our training, we talk about the up until now moment. Now, I use it in a psychological sense in training up until now. See, a lot of us don't own our past. We want to blame everybody else. We have a built-in excuse. It falls in the same category. So we have lots of different options. We have a built-in excuse why we didn't do that, because I'll do it next week, because I'll do it next year, because it's really not that important. It's really not that big of a deal. You see how weak we can get? We can make excuses for our lack of commitment. And that's why we got to frame things mentally properly. That's why we got to create a pattern. One thing I've learned a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, is choice is a double-edged sword. Boy, we love our choice, don't we? I think in life sometimes we have too many choices because I don't know about you, but I don't always make the proper choice. And so there are many times in my life and my past where I've attempted to give God back my free will because God gave us free will, in other words, the, the ability to choose. And some will choose him, some will choose somebody else. Some will choose to stay on the narrow path, some will choose to go on the wide path. Some will choose to forego this world for the kingdom, some will choose to forego the kingdom for this world. And so it's all about choices. And, you know, in life we can choose to own our own stuff or we can choose to not own our own stuff. We can choose to own it or we can choose to be a victim. We can choose to take everything that life throws at us and somehow frame it in a way that allows God to use it for his glory and for our good. Or we can frame it in such a way that everybody's doing something to us. Life ain't no fair. It always happens to me this way. It always happens to me this way. I don't get a fair shake. I don't get this. I don't get that. At some point, you got to frame things in a way that makes you keep going forward. And so in our training, we talk about up until now, the ability of reframing about taking everything that's happened in our life up until now and and own it. Doesn't matter who did it, doesn't matter how it happened to take ownership of it. And then cuz once you own something, you can change it. See, I'm blessed I own my home. And so with proper permits, I can change anything in my home I want including the structure. However, if I just rented my home, if I did not was not the legal owner of it, I could not make any structural change to that home because it's not mine. And so many times in life, we don't own our own stuff. We blame everybody else. Or what we do is we take our stuff and we include other people in it and we change the pronoun. You know, well, you know how it is when your wife leaves you, or you know how it is when your dad beats on you all your life, or you know how it is when you you just, you want to love your spouse, but, uh, you know, when someone else comes along, you're attracted to them and you go off and do your own thing. See, we have all these excuses, all these reasons why not, but at some point, you got to draw the line in the sand and accept it all and do something different. That's where the up until now moment comes from, up until Now. I've really struggled uh, with my passion, and now I'm ready to feel again. Up until now, I've never been able to speak in public, and now each time I do it, I get a little bit better. Up until now, I always believed that uh, I needed eight hours sleep uh, to function well in life, and now I realize that sleep is overrated until we go a long period of time without it. Up until now. I felt I was at cause. I was a victim that I couldn't do what I needed to do to be who I was called to be. See, the up until now moment in that regards allows you to accept full responsibility for everything up until now. And it also gives you permission. That's the key. Permission to do something different. And see, that permission is awesome because we need permission to be great we need permission to move forward. We need permission to do something different. We need permission to burn the boats. Why? Because we live in a world that's looking to make excuses, to make excuses for why you're not happy, to make excuses for why you're not getting this, to make excuses for why you don't have more, to make excuses for why the world's so unfair. And at some point you gotta dust all that off. At some point you gotta kick the dust off your shoes. At some point you gotta reckon with who are you and why are you here and what's your purpose. In order to do that properly, sometimes you gotta reframe things in your mind's eye. And so today we're talking about burning the boats. We're talking about framing things in your mind's eye to where there's no way to go any place but forward. We're tired of living the past. We're tired of the three R's of survival, regret, resent, and resistance. It's time to burn our boats and live life today.
1: Details at likeitmatters.net.
2: According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Visit Chet Shoes this season
5: for warm winter boots.
1: Our Chet Store in Columbia Heights features New Balance snow boots for men and
5: women. Come in to try on the sole of a sneaker paired with the heart of a boot.
1: Now's the time for insulated work boots.
5: Check out our Red Wing stores and our Chet Store for safety and non-safety toe options to keep you warm, dry, and supported this winter.
1: Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud.
5: If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
2: reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
1: Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And, man, I am just back from uh, an incredible trip to uh, Sacramento. Uh, I got a chance to lead Team 193. Uh, through an incredible process. And a great group of people, great team of people, 17 people. We had uh, six people in there from Descore Builders, uh, a great builder uh, based out of uh, Sacramento, California, uh, and they are year after year recognized as one of the greatest places to work. They built their entire company uh, on the foundation of leadership awakening at LikeItMatters.net. And Brad uh, uh, Desjardin and Neil Cordero have created an incredible team there, an incredible culture, and they are they are changing lives, changing buildings, changing hearts and minds. Incredible. Uh, and we also had five from Hellas Construction. You know, Hellas a great com- uh, company, and they build stadiums. They build great stadiums for people like the Dallas Cowboys and uh, different sports teams all over the country. And you know what they also do now? They're building great people. Man, we've had about uh, a dozen Hellas people go through our training over the last uh, probably five, six weeks. Uh, And I tell you, a great group of people. And today we're talking about a whole bunch of different concepts that really equate to a point of no return. And by the way, uh, if you missed any of this radio show, the good news is there's not a point of no return. You can go back and re-listen the show. You can go back to likeitmattersradio.com and we have this show and many other archive shows. But the good news is terrestrially we are in two local markets and with your help we're going to be in so many more. We need your help. I need sponsors. I need supporters. I need donators. Uh, I need advertisers. I need people that are going to help us change this world. It's toxic environment out there. Our stinking thinking is destroying our families, destroying the fiber of our culture. It's destroying our country. And if we're going to make any changes to this country, we're going to change this world, we got to start first with our own country. And if we're going to change our country, we got to first start with our own community where we live. And if we're going to change our community, we must start with our family. And truly, the only person we can change is ourselves. And that change in ourselves will affect change in our family. And that change in our family will affect change in our community. And that change in our community will affect change in our country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. But it all starts with BS. BS. And I'm not stop talking about the stuff that if you're walking in the uh, fields in Texas that you step into some from some big old uh, you know cattle creature. No, that's not the BS I'm talking about. By BS, I mean belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. That's why we've got to frame things incredibly well. And that's why for those of you in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, you can listen to us on your local dial, AM 1570. We are part of Twin Cities Wellness Radio one entire station dedicated to you, its listeners, uh, about financial well-being, about spiritual well-being, about uh, health well-being, about mental well-being. It's totally all about health and wellness, all about you, the listener. And you can listen Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time there in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And we replay again from 5 to 6 p.m. You can also listen to the beautiful city of St. Louis, Missouri. In St. Louis, We play every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m., and we play on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. We start every night at 7 p.m., and we're over every night at 8 p.m. And please help us. Reach out to me at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. Help us spread this to every station in every city across this country, because I truly believe we can change our world. But we must start with changing our thinking. And so today we're really talking about, you know, drawing that line in the sand, burning the boats, because it creates a point of no return to where it's not a possibility to go backwards. Sometimes the worst thing we can do is go home, because if your home is not a healthy place, if your home reminds you of negative things from your past, if your home uh, keeps you down, keeps you down, you don't want to go back home. You want to create a line, a point of no return. And by the way, the point of no return is the point beyond which must continue on one's current course of action because turning back is physically impossible, prohibitively expensive, or dangerous. A particular irreversible action can be a point of no return, but the point of no return can also be a calculated point during a continuous attack such as in aviation. Now, there are a number of phrases. I got this from Wikipedia, by the way, from Wikipedia. There are a number of phrases with similar related meanings. The point of safe return, or PSR, is the last point on a route at which it is possible to safely return to the departure airfield with the required fuel reserves still available in the tanks. Continuing past the PSR, the aircraft must either land at the aircraft's intended destination or divert and land at another nearby airfield should an emergency arise. There's also phrases like crossing the Rubicon. I don't know if you've heard that before, but crossing the, quote, Rubicon. It's a metaphor for deliberately proceeding past a point of no return. The phrase originates with Julius Caesar's seizure of power in the Roman Republic in 49 B.C., Roman generals were strictly forbidden from bringing their troops into the home territory of the Republic in Italy. On 10 January, Caesar led his army across the Rubicon River, crossing from the province of Cisalpine Gaul into Italy. After this, if he did not triumph, he would be executed. Boy, talk about a point of no return. Therefore, the term the Rubicon is used synonymously to the point of no return. How about the die is cast? You've heard that one too, right? Which is reportedly what Caesar said at the crossing of the Rubicon. The metaphor comes from the gambling with dice. Once the die or dice has been thrown, all bets are irrevocable even before the dice have come to the rest and i grew up in vegas so we're used to that when they spin the roulette wheel and once it goes to a certain point they put their hand out no further bets how about this you've heard this one: burn one's bridges right this expression is derived from the idea of burning down a bridge after crossing it during a military campaign leaving no choice but to continue the march figuratively It means to commit oneself to a particular course of action by making an alternative course impossible. So there's no other way, in other words. It is most often used in reference to deliberately alienating persons or institutions whose cooperation is required for some action. For instance, quote, on my last day at my old job, I told my boss what I really think about the company. I guess I, quote, burned my bridges. And then the one I keep talking about, burn one's boats. This is a variation of burning one's bridges and alludes to certain famous incidents where a commander, having landed in a hostile country, ordered his men to destroy their ships so that they would have to conquer the country or be killed. Lots of documentation here. Uh, 711 AD, when Muslim forces invaded the Iberian Peninsula, the commander Tariq ibn Ziyad ordered his ships to be burned. Or... Uh 1519 A.D. during the Spanish conquest of Mexico, Hernan Cortes, like I brought up before, the Spanish commander, scuttled his ships so that his men would have to conquer or die. That's powerful. That means there is no going backwards. And there's lots of these different places. Also, uh, something called break the kettles and sink the boats. This is a Chinese saying. Refers to Zhang Yu's order at the Battle of Julu or Yulü by forbidding, fording a river and destroying all means of recrossing it. He committed his army to a struggle to the end with Quin and eventually achieved victory. See a line in the sand—an expression to mean that once a decision is made, it is not possibly reversed. How about you've heard this? Uh, draw that red line, right? An expression to mean that if a certain extreme action is taking consequences will be incurred. This sometimes we got to set our mind up for because we got options. We got a choice. We won't commit everything we got. That's where you got to know thyself. You got to live and examine life. You know, I've served in the military uh, and I believe today that we probably have the most powerful army available, military available. But I've studied a lot of warriors because I'm a warrior at heart. I'm from the tribe of Issachar, as the, as the good book would say. And I believe one of the greatest individual fighting machines that ever was created was the Samurai Warrior. And when the Samurai Warrior went to battle, he wore armor all over the front, all over sides, but he wore no armor on the back. He had his two swords, his long sword and his short sword. The long sword was for heavy fighting. The short sword was for close combat. And it was also in a second purpose, that if he ever disgraced the Samurai, if he ever lost face, If he ever did something that was below the ethics of the samurai warrior, he would take that kill sword, that short sword, and he would fall on it. He would take his own life. Why? Because there's a term called Bushido. It is the code of ethics of the samurai warrior. And see, the samurai warrior gave his word, gave his bond, that he would never retreat. He would never surrender. So he never wore armor on the back. So we have never entertained the possibility because if he did, he would disgrace the samurai. He would lose face, and then he would be required to fall on that sword and take his own life. And ladies and gentlemen, in my training at likeitmatters.net, I set that up the first night. I said, we're going to draw a line in the sand. There's no armor on the back." everything in a forward direction. Because these people have signed up for a course It's challenging, it's the most difficult thing they'll ever do, it's scary, it doesn't make sense at the beginning. And so that's where we go to Nietzsche saying, he who has a why can bear almost any how. And why do you want what you want so bad? What do you want so bad that you won't be uncomfortable for two days? What do you want so bad that you're willing to risk looking full? What do you want so bad that you're willing to go to likeitmatters.net, sign up for class, pay me two grand, so you can live your best life possible? What do you want so bad that you're willing to burn the boats and put it all on the line and say there's no going backwards? I'm going that way, and I want to see what life has for me. And that's what we're talking about today on Like It Matters Radio. Today we're talking about Burn the Boat. We'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters.
4: Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction. Mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse training is available on an individual basis and company-wide all at likeitmatters.net
5: dish tv is better than cable tv why because you can save 45 percent on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill That's 800-293-0328.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we're talking about burning the boats Drawing a line in the sand, whatever you want to call, creating a point of no return. And if you miss any of this radio show, highly recommend that you go back and re-listen to it again. And if you don't know, no matter where you are in the world, it doesn't matter what city you you are in, you can always go to LikeItMattersRadio.com and listen to this message and archive messages. Also, you can go to iHeartRadio. It's an app on your phone. It's an app on your computer. Uh, And because of our association with the Minneapolis station, you can locate us twice a day on iHeartRadio. All you got to do is search, when you're on iHeartRadio, search Wellness Radio 1570 wellness radio 1570 that's our connection in minneapolis and there every monday through friday from 9 to 10 a.m central standard time and replayed again from 5 to 6 p.m central standard time you will hear our daily radio show and the cool thing is too you can now go to itunes go to itunes and subscribe to like it matters radio at the end of each of our broadcasts, it will be sitting there waiting for you in podcast form. And please, if you have any questions about what we do, we're done for the year on our leadership training, but go to likeitmatters.net. LikeItMatters.net, two and a half days that will forever change your life. We take what we t- talk about on this radio show and you teach it. And we teach it in that class. You live it at a cellular level. And there's we got four classes Leadership Awakening is the opening class. And now we just re added to our schedule uh, for next year Leadership Adventure, which is the second half. That's the fun level of the leadership experience. And so we have four classes set up for Leadership Adventure for next year. Go to likeitmatters.net like likeitmatters.net, and you can check out the schedule. And today we're talking about burning the boats. In other words, creating a line in the sand where there's no way to go backwards, you know, to be totally committed, no turning back, uh, to remove confusion, remove doubt, remove the victim, to remove the split focus. Remember when we were kids, and we'd have this magnifying glass and we'd shine the sunlight through that magnifying glass. And when the sunlight uh, shone through the magnifying glass and it hit the ground, if that was bigger than an inch or two in diameter, that, that little the, the sun that shone through there, nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. Maybe if you stood there for hours, it might heat up or something. And then I always ask, always ask people, is that focused energy? And the typical answer I get is no. And then I'll ask another question, I said, is the sun any bigger than this as my hands create a, like a eight degree circumference with them, you know? And people go, oh yeah, the sun's bigger than that. Then this is focused energy, correct? It's just not focused enough. And see, when we have a way out, when we have a, an option of two or three different roads, we never truly commit 100% to everything else. We might be focused, we might be committed, we're just not focused enough. We're just not committed enough. And so sometimes in our, set, our head, we got to create uh, a single path. Sometimes in our head, we got to create a point of no return. Sometimes in our head, we got to just decide we're going to burn the boats, that there's no going back. We're not going back to the person we were. We're not going back to that old broken relationship. We're not going back to the pain and hurt of childhood. We're not going back to that little person who shut everybody out. At some point, we got to decide there's only one way forward. And that's why I was sharing this. Uh, I found this from TravisRobertson.com. He's a coach out there, and it's just uh, just another guy coaching people. Uh, but I, I saw this on his blog. It said, in 1519, Captain Herman Cortez landed in Veracruz to begin his great conquest. Upon arriving, he gave the order to his men to burn the ships. As I imagined, he says, someone then laughed, and Cortez promptly thrust a sword in the man's chest, after which the rest proceeded to get hammered and run by the glow of the blaze. And uh, Travis Robertson said, here's the lesson. Retreat is easy when you have the option. And then he wants to ruminate that. He says, we all cling to something that acts as our escape hatch or as our exit strategy in the negative connotation. It's our safety net. It's our, quote, just-in-case Just in case what we failed to do is honestly complete, right? Just in case. It's our other ship. It's our other way out. This is my safety net. Just in case I get scared. No, he's worried because my training is tough. It's intense. It's the toughest thing most people ever do. And every once in a while I have to ask someone to leave. Every once in a while I have to kick someone out. No, he's worried about then people use that as their safety net. You know, if things get too tough, then I'll just quit. If things don't start off the way I want them to, I'll just quit. If things aren't as fun as I thought they'd be, I'll just quit. That's the number one cause for divorce. It's called marriage. Because people say I do, but they may not try. People say I do, they may not give it a test drive. But commitment is everything you got. No armor on the back. You burn the boats. In reality, he says in his article, Mr. Robertson says, that we must learn to act decisively in spite of our fear. And then he goes on to say interesting take on this burning things that quote make sense he goes on to say that doesn't make sense quote we love that phrase we love to hide behind it we tell ourselves that certain things don't make sense it would have made sense for cortez to keep a ship or two if not his entire fleet but cortez was on a mission and he knew that the only way to keep himself or his men from quitting on the mission was to take that option off the table have you ever done that for yourself Have you ever left no way out no other option Think about what Cortez did. He forced himself and his men to either succeed or die. Retreat was not an option. I believe that to truly achieve the level of success we each desire, there are times in our lives where we need to burn the ships, burn the boats, draw that line in the sand. The question we have to ask ourselves is this, what are my ships? In other words, what am I afraid to let go of? And no one else can answer that question for you. But we can give you some ideas, some areas to ponder as you consider this question. What ships do you need to burn in your life? Take a look at them, and then feel free to add your own in the comments. Think about that. you got to comment on this. you got to see what are your ships because we all have our own ways that we trick ourselves. And as we consider each one, if it jumps out of you, ask yourself, what is it that makes this so hard to burn? Is it a false sense of obligation to it? Are there things out there you have a false sense of obligation to? Is it the fear of the unknown? Is it a fear of being perceived as a failure? What is it that you're holding on to? How about what your current job? Are you afraid of doing something new? Are you too comfortable to step outside that comfort zone? Are you convinced that this is as good as it gets? How about your field of employment? Have you been dreaming of a career change? Does every ounce of your work drain you? Are you a people person stuck behind a computer screen? Think about this. Are there things that you need to get go of to burn those boats? How about there's something uh, in the past? A bad business deal? A bad experience? Was it a bad deal? Was it a bad relationship? Why can't you let go of it? Do you feel obligated somehow to still hold on to that old relationship? How about some unrealistic dreams from our past? Sometimes this, he says, can be one of the toughest things to spot. What if there's something from your past that is still holding you back? Maybe it is an unrealistic dream. Maybe it's a pain or trauma or drama, whatever it is. What are some ships that you're holding onto that are giving you escape routes? What are those things? You know, I've been blessed. I travel this world. And, uh, one thing I've learned in certain countries, when they want to pay tribute to you, food is always a way to pay tribute to you. Even in the Bible, Jesus always talked about, I, I come, I'm knocking on the door, I want to come in. If you let me in, I'll sup with you. Food has a social aspect to it. Uh, most Muslims I know, most uh, Jews I know from the Middle East, uh, boy, they want to take care of you. They want to provide for you. I've heard about uh, Muslim families that when you go over there and visit them, they always want to give you food, take care of you, because they know hospitality is such an important trait in the Middle East. And so you got to realize that some countries, when they want to pay tribute to you, they'll serve a meal in your honor. And one of those unique delicacies that they serve in some of these countries is called monkey brains. And what they do is they they catch these monkeys, and they take out their brains, and that is the delicacy. And the way they do that is they take little coconuts, they bore out the flesh, the white part of the coconut, they bore it out, and they take raw rice and put it, these into these coconuts. They take these coconuts, and they put them along the jungle floor, and they tether these coconuts to these large trees. And right next to these large trees are these bushes. They're like a deer bluff. Young men of the village hang out in these bushes with a sharp knife and a lot of peace and quiet. And so these young men hide in these bushes where these coconuts tied to these trees. These monkeys come across a tree line. They're inquisitive creatures. They see that there's something on the ground. They look around for man. He's not around. They climb down from the tree. They grab the coconut. They see there's something inside. They stick their little monkey hand inside. They grab a handful of rice. They go to pull their hand out, but they can't. Because the hand in the form of a fist, especially if something's inside of it, is much bigger than the hand relaxed. And so that monkey panics because it can't get its hand out. So goes to the tree and beats the coconut against the tree. Right next to that tree is a man with a sharp blade in that bush. With one swift motion, grabs the top of the head and off with the head. And in that hand is the monkey brains. And ladies and gentlemen, the question is this. Like that stupid monkey... What are you holding on to that serves no value to you? That if you would just let go of it, you could live a better life. Sometimes it's time to let go of the coconut in your hand. Sometimes it's time to burn the ship. Sometimes there's no going backwards. I'm Mr. Black. We'll talk tomorrow.
7: Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at www.textrules.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> There's a mute button on your cell. And one on your TV remote. Don't you wish there was one on your partner's snoring too? Thankfully, now there is. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that increases airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. You'll get more air through your nose so you'll breathe less through your mouth, which is often the cause of snoring. And thanks to Mute, less snoring means more sleep for me.
3: Hit the Mute button on your partner's snoring. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To get a valuable coupon, text the word MUTE to 246810. Text MUTE to 246810. For more information, go to Mutesnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better.
6: Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDI.
2: We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, next D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else we're not like the other guys we're salem news channel watch anytime on any screen for free 24 7 at snc.tv and on local now channel 525